So this year is the 36th year of this monastery. It was established in the year 1985. And in that first year, there were eight monks who spent the rains retreat and one novice. And since then, the number of monastics staying has increased. Um, went to 15, 20, 25. And it used to be that when people would come to ordain, there would just be one person um, at a time and be few and far between the people that came to ordain. So the number of monks staying in the monastery increased slowly. Um, but this year, there's been about 15 uh, new monks ordaining for the rains. And there are 55 monks who are going to be spending the rains here. And the most that we've had um, in the past has been 65. So soon we'll begin with the ceremony of um, seeking forgiveness from uh, Tanajan, from the abbot. And then each of the monks will determine to spend the next three months here within the boundaries of the monastery. And so before dawn arrives, um, on each day, the monks need to be within the bounds of the monastery. And so we all are aware of the boundaries. Um, it extends from the gate of the monastery and uh, to where Grubadin's kuti is, and then over to Ajahn Choi's kuti, and you know, just around the... The, the boundaries of the land that the monastery owns. If there's a necessary reason for the monks to travel, um, they can do so, but to spend at most uh, six nights and seven days out of the monastery. But if it's not um, important and necessary, then we shouldn't engage in any um, traveling. We should just spend the time here. And in the time of the Buddha, um, the monks used to go wandering during this period, but they were um, being a nuisance to the lay people because they were destroying the crops. And so the Buddha um, established this range retreat period. And even though now we have cars and that original reason for establishing the reins isn't so uh, valid anymore, um, still, we should try and spend the whole of the time here and to be focused on a meditation object. To be um, mindful and uh, have our awareness here in the monastery to um, be cultivating our minds continuously. And if we can do that, then we'll experience peace of heart. It's um, normal during the rains retreat that the standards of practice will get uh, stricter and monks will take on extra practices, um, which we call the Tudonkawats. And these are the practices that go against and um, refine the defilements. So one of these is to only eat the food that we receive on alms round. And so when we arrive in the monastery, then we don't accept any more food. Another practice is to just eat one meal. And 
when we're finished with that meal or if we get up from our seat, then we don't eat anything else. Another of these practices is to have all of our food in the bowl. So we pour all of the food that we're going to eat into the bowl before eating. And this is a good uh, training, for, especially for the new monks. So whether it's the savory foods or the desserts, um, everything just goes into the bowl. Um, but it's a good idea to, to just have a small amount of liquids as well uh, if we're going to take up this practice. So in taking this practice of just eating out of one vessel, um, it allows us to be more restrained and collected in our eating. And for uh, Tanajan Anan, before he ordained, um, he knew that this was the standard all year round at Wanambapang, at uh, Venerable Ajahn Chah's monastery. And so he gave it a go before ordaining to see what it would be like. And he puts all of the desserts, all of the sweet things and the curries um, together in the same bowl. And uh, he said he was only able to, to eat half, the, half of what he normally would. And it was quite difficult to uh, digest. And so when taking up this practice, um, you, can, you don't have to kind of mix everything together in the bowl. You can separate out the different kinds of foods within the same bowl. In the Northeast, um, everything would go in, whether it was the Ovaltine or other drinks, um, chili paste, the sticky rice, um, that would all go into the bowl. And there would be pots that were brought around. So there'd be one pot that had curry in it, another pot um, that had uh, the chili paste, and then a kettle with Ovaltine and a pot of sticky rice. And these would be put into the monks' bowls, but all of it would go into just this one eating vessel. And it's a good practice to go against um, a desire to get pleasure out of food. We can also try being vegetarian for the whole of the rains, or um, and that's a good way of uh, losing weight if we need to. And so. Having everything in the bowl I and mean, eating just um, out of the bowl is a very good practice that we um, can take on. And we can also make the determination that if we miss the morning chanting, then we'll only have rice for that day. We'll only eat rice. And if we don't go on arms round, then we won't eat at all that day. And this... Um, is because the lay people have the um, effort there to wake up early. They maybe wake up at 5 a.m. to start cooking the rice, or some of them prepare the food the night beforehand. But they have this, this faith and this energy to get up early in order to offer us food. And if they are willing to do that, um, but the monks don't have any goodness in them. Um, they just eat the food that's been offered through faith and they take things very easy. Then the monks will get in debt to the lay people. So it's important that we contemplate the four requisites that have come to us through the goodness um, and the parameters of the Buddha.
and also the kindness and compassion of the laity. And having received these things, we need to repay that. We need to give back and repay the, the goodness of the Buddha and the metta of the lay people. And the way we do this is through practicing, through meditating and chanting. So if we don't wake up on time, then we just have plain rice that day. And if we don't go on arms around, then we don't eat at all. When we take up these practices, they make our hearts strong. And this is important because if we just follow our moods and follow the inclination of our minds, then the heart will be weak. So monks need to have a lot of endurance and forbearance and need to have more than the average person. Having this endurance, then we put an in effort into our practice. And so on the one prat, on the lunar observance days, then at the very least we should be practicing until midnight and then wake up at 4 a.m. So that gives us four hours of sleep. Maybe normally we get five hours of sleep. Um, and, it's, and we shouldn't be getting any more than six hours. If you take the resting we do during the day and the night, it shouldn't exceed six hours. Because if we sleep too much, then the mind will be very dull and um, lethargic. And it won't be bright. We won't be able to gather the mind together into samadhi because of the constant presence of the nivaranas, the hindrances. So we need to work to train ourselves and fight against sleepiness. Maybe once a week we can take up the practice of um, going without sleep for the whole night, of not lying down for the whole night. And each year at this monastery, there's always been monks who have taken up the practice to do this. And so this year, there's uh, Ajahn Anusad and Kruba Frederick, Kruba Tat, who, and many other monks who um, are determined to keep up this practice of not lying down throughout the rains retreat. And uh, in previous years, there have been um, other monks who have done this. And so in previous years, there was uh, Kruba Stewart who uh, took up the practice of not lying down um, during the night for one year. So we should all train ourselves, um, and especially the new monks, to give these practices a go, to try them out. And if we are very sleepy during these all-night sits, these all-night meditation sessions, then we can try to walk. And doing walking meditation is a good way to reduce sleepiness. If we're still feeling drowsy, then we can go take a shower, and that will get rid of the drowsiness for sure. We can also try to train ourselves to sit in meditation for long periods, one hour, two hours, and we need to find our own means and methods to um, convince ourselves to be able to do this, to give us the, the motivation to take up these practices. So eating little, sleeping little, um, these are all things that uh, are good to do and that are beneficial for us. And we also contemplate into the nature of inconstancy, of change, and try to always have a mindfulness present with us, providing a foundation for our minds. So the meaning of this range retreat period is 
that's to give us the opportunity to practice more than we normally would. Because outside of the reins, there are many duties we need to engage in. But inside of the reins, we can um, put down some of these duties and be with our meditation practice more. Be more restrained and collected to speak very little. And if we're someone who likes to talk a lot, then we can try being silent, or keeping silence for seven days. Because some people just like talking all the time. Whether they're on arms round, they go and talk. When they're taking the food, they talk. When doing the chores, they talk. Um, and all of these, this, this talking, it arrives from thinking that um, happens in our brain. So when thoughts appear in our brains, then it won't be long until those thoughts come out through speech. So we should try to be more restrained um, in our speech and to have a mindfulness with us, to speak as little as possible. This is something that both the new monks and the old monks uh, need to practice with. And also for um, us monks to, in the morning when we've finished with arms rounds and uh, the duties we have preparing the food, then we should go straight into the eating hall and sit in meditation. Um, don't just sit out on the balcony and chat with one another. The balcony is there just for drying our bowls, but rather we should go into the hall and sit in meditation. Because all of us have the duty to give the blessing to the lay people, it's not the case that it's just the abbot that gives the blessing, and then he has to do the whole chant by himself. All of the monks have um, this obligation to give the blessing to the lay people. And then as we give the blessing to them, we can also share um, the merit that's been accumulated to our relatives who have passed away as well. And they're able to receive that. So this is something that we're all obliged to do. And so soon we'll then determine uh, this range retreat period. And then after that, anyone who has, is determined to take any uh, special practices up during this range, so you can write them down and then those can be announced to the rest of the monks um, so that we all know.